Hello and welcome to All Kings Considered. Well, in this case, welcome back to All Kings Considered. Welcome to episode two. I'm your host, Aaron. With me, as always, is the fantabulous, the lovely, the amazing, the GDMOS herself, Jen Place. Hello. <laughs> What's going on, Jen? Nothing. Nothing. No. See, I feel like it's funny. Like, we don't get to do that, like, banter in the beginning, like, podcast co-hosts, because I fucking live with you. Like, I know what you're up. Like, oh, what'd you do today? I know what you did today. You, I was here. Yeah. Yeah, it's not as... Yeah, you watched me sit in the other room. I did. Yeah. It's very exciting. It is. It we is. lead an exciting life. I know. I know. You know what, though? That isn't what people are here for. No. Uh, and, no. And thankfully, because it's boring to talk about. But, uh... We're a boring people. Yeah, well... Um, in case any of you are wondering, this episode will be brought to you with a hundred percent hundred percent less aquarium sound in the background. Uh, I made sure to fill the tank, so there will be no uh, there will be no question as to whether or not somebody is peeing in the background it's not of this me. episode. It's not Jen. Uh, so this time around. Wait a minute. What? First, we should say sorry that it's taken us so freaking long to do the second one. Okay. So apologies. Well. I just apologize to you. Uh, our apologies for the delay. Um, we live in an old-ass house that does not have central air, and so we can't have the air conditioner on when we record, and it was hot as balls for a while, yeah, it was and bad. I don't want to sit and talk in Satan's ass for, you know, 40 minutes. What? Nothing. It's hot it was when... it was very hot so yeah we're sorry that it took so long to get yes, this one out to you that's but uh, where i was going with promise that. you that it'll maybe wor- be worth the wait um <laughs> <laughs> no guarantees no guarantees that's too much pressure otherwise <laughs> anyway let's get to the seriousness of today's episode we are going back in time to 1985 and we are going to be watching or, well, talking about... We did watch... Yeah. I'm fucking this up. You watched it twice. I did watch it twice, because I needed to, because I don't take notes. Um, we are going back to... Uh, I, I, it's an anthology horror, which, I gotta be honest, growing up, I did not realize that it was... I just never took it as anthology, I guess. I just never thought of it being as such. But it's an anthology. We are going to watch uh, Cat's Eye, which was... Uh, Screenplay was written by Stephen King. Uh, so, I mean, we all know how that track record sometimes goes. Mm. And uh, we'll see how it goes. And it was directed by Louis Teague. Your cast. All right. Got Drew Barrymore. She pulls double duty in this one. Uh, but favorite. she is only ever listed as our girl. Uh, she has a name in the first part of the movie for that character. But for the life of me, I don't remember what it is. It's If it's Alice or... You literally just I literally watched just it watched it and I don't remember. Ago. Whatever. Um, everyone's favorite curmudgeon, James Woods. What a turd. We're going to talk about him. Who's favorite uh, is he? Nobody's. I'm, well, somebody's got to like him, I guess. Uh, Alan King. Let's see. Who else do we have here? Kenneth McMillan, who is somebody who you would 100% recognize like if you saw him. Uh, He's a, hey, it's that guy? Yes, yeah. Robert Hayes. Airplane fame, in case anybody's wondering. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. Uh, let's see. Huh. James Naughton is in this. I didn't realize that. I don't know who James Naughton is. You would if you saw. He's another one of those. We've got James Rebhorn. He plays a... I like that everybody in this like had like such a bland name. Like, Drunk Businessman is James Rebhorn. Oh, Rebhorn's. I know who James is. Yeah, he's Rebhorn the guy is. who's like, well, we'll get to it. We'll get yeah, to it. We'll get yes. to it. Uh, I'm trying to think who... Apparently, I didn't see where he was. Maybe you did. Uh, Charles S. Dutton is in this movie listed as Dom, but for the life of me, I, I, I must have just blinked or just not realized that's who I was looking at. But yeah, Charles S. Dutton is in this movie. Huh. And so is Mike Starr, who plays the, the goon in the in the ledge. Oh, who that you would guy. who you would recognize. Not the guy from Alice in Chains. No, not the guy from not the guy from Alice in Chains. No. Alright. So, like we said, anthology horror. We open it's kind of a fun open for this movie. Like, you, they introduce the cat, like, right away. Yeah. And he gets into all kinds of, like... Shenanigans. Cat shenanigans. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, funny kind of cat shenanigans. However, because it's a Stephen King movie, the beginning is, like, chock full of, like, weird Stephen King references to other 
other material. Yeah. Like, uh, the cat runs around a corner and there's a particularly dirty-looking St. Bernard. Yep. Obviously a reference to Cujo. Yes. Uh, the cat almost gets... Cat runs out in front of uh, the car from Christine. Yep. What You wrote them down. What else do you have? Um... Let's see. So James Woods watches The Dead Zone okay. uh, in Quitters, Inc. And the mother, I think the, I don't remember which one it was in. I just wrote Mother Reads Pet Cemetery. Oh. So that could, I don't know which be. one that is. And then The Ledge shows the issue of Penthouse in which the story appeared. Oh, okay. That's cool. Huh. I get, yeah. Yeah, those, all right. Those were my... All right, no, so all right, so after this little kind of brief introduction with the cat, like the, it ends up, uh, the, the the cat kind of runs right into the story of Quitters Inc., where uh, the cat is sitting outside looking into a uh, department store window at a mannequin, and Drew Barrymore's face is kind of superimposed over the little girl mannequin, and it looks down at the cat and says. Help me, General, or I don't even know if they use the name yet at that point, but help yeah, me, like help me, help me. Yeah, like a fucked up thing from Star Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, uh, the cat gets snatched up. That cat gets caught quicker than any cat I have ever seen. Like, it's quite literally just sitting on the street staring at a mannequin, and a dude just walks up and picks it up. Like, the cat was just like, hey, hi. Yeah, it's there's a lot of not-cat behavior. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but whatever. So... It starts, obviously, right in with Quitters, Inc., where we meet James Wood's character, uh, who is in a car with a friend who is dropping him off at a uh, at a undisclosed kind of just generic building. Uh, and he's going up into an office where he is going to uh, he's going to be helped to quit smoking uh, by the same place that helped his friend here who was dropping him off. Smoking rehab. Smoking rehab. Yeah. Quitters, Inc. Uh, he goes upstairs. He's filling out paperwork. He's trying to put a cigarette in his mouth. No, no ashtrays because, you know, it's a fucking smoking rehab place, James Woods. Um, you're trying to smoke in a place where no one's smoking. And this poor guy sitting next to him who looks like he's just about to crawl out of his own skin, like looks at James Woods while he's got this cigarette in his mouth, like dangling from his mouth. And he's just fucking mortified and frenzied. And James Woods like, oh, hey, sorry, I forgot. Like, what a dick. Um <laughs> In the most James Woods move. Yeah, ever. in the most James Woods move ever. He tries to light up like he would, like, you know, like trying to like, just like eating a steak in front of like a vegetarian or something. <laughs> like you're just being an asshole at this point. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Um, you re- you find out like they bring James Woods in and they they show him uh, what would I would qualify as uh, extreme techniques <laughs> for 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 quitting smoking. Uh, that you uh, the window opens in in Alan King's office. He is your He's your in charge of Quitters Inc. guy, um, and the, there's an there's a window in his room, and it opens up, and uh, the cat general is on a metal grated floor, and he basically shows James Woods what happens when he turns this switch on, yeah, and starts snapping like it's I don't I don't think they're actually electrocuting the cat. They better not. No, be. I don't think they were. I think it was just little bangs. I'll like, find them. I'm, yeah, the cat's probably not around anymore. Well, you don't know. All right. Uh, <laughs> I will have my like, revenge. Like I said, yeah, very ex- <laughs> very extreme techniques to quit smoking. And Alan King basically says, like, yeah, you quit today for good, and on your first on your first fuck up, uh, we're going to bring your wife in here, and we're going to put her in this room like the cat is, and mm-hmm. she's going to dance on this metal floor. Uh, the dancing being because uh, when the cat was in there, they played, um, oh, God. I can't remember. It's not Walking on Sunshine, but it was like some kind of like some, some kind of happy too. radio song. Uh, second offense, they're going to bring your daughter in to yeah. have her dance on the floor. Uh, third offense, uh, they were they're going to send as somebody as somebody as Alan King refers to as a, a very deranged individual that they keep on retainer to go over and rape his wife. So if James Wood smokes three times. His wife is going to get raped by some weirdo that the, that what you realize as he's kind of explaining all this stuff is that Quitters Inc. is run by the mob. Like mm. they kind of, I never picked up on it, I think, until this morning because I didn't actually pay much attention to that 
portion yeah. of the story. But then I was like, oh, okay, it's 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 mob oriented. Like for some reason, I always assumed it was like CIA government kind of shit. I guess I just didn't pay much attention. I always attention think to of the mob as being more murdery and not rapey. Yeah, but, but regardless. Yeah, I mean. Well, yes, and then they was... say he. They say at the fourth time, he's basically like, "Well, no one has ever fallen off, right?" And we're going to, um, we're going to basically like, you know, if if you fall off again, we're going to off you. Uh, so James Woods is uh, his his choice is to either quit smoking cold, or to just you know, kiss his family goodbye, so to speak, and himself. Uh, so yeah, you know, extreme techniques for quitting yeah. smoking. Yeah, definitely yeah. extreme and like a monster energy drink font. Right, but this is like the '80s, so it'd be like neon extreme. Oh yeah, good point. Uh, yeah, James Woods ain't happy about this, uh, and he gets kind of he gets kind of lippy and rough on Alan King and threatening, and Alan King is basically like, "I'll fuck you up, dude." Like, <laughs> I'm not afraid of you because you're Me James and Woods. My yeah, yeah, because you're James Woods, and I'm just not afraid of you. Um, and James Woods goes home, basically under the understanding that this shit has already started. Like, this is it. You're in the yeah. program. Like, there's no backing out now. You're in the fucking program. Um, so, Alan King very kind of, uh, I, I almost left this part out. He very, like, comedically and almost jump scary smashes the remainder of James Woods' cigarettes on his desk. And it's kind of, like, comedic. Like, yeah. Alan King is really funny in this movie like I, it kind of gets overshadowed because he's a bad guy and you're not supposed to like him but he is really really funny yeah he's so over movie. the top yeah um so james woods goes home and uh he's watching he's watching the dead zone like you had mentioned with yep. that reference uh he's testy his wife kind of asks him what's wrong and he's like oh i quit smoking and she's like what just five minutes ago after he spills a fucking drink on himself he's a mess basically um <laughs> And he's like, no, as of today, like three o'clock. And she's like, oh, that's that's great. How wonderful. Uh, and then, you know, things kind of proceed on. He goes down into his office later in the evening. He finds a cigarette squirreled away in his desk and he's going to smoke it. Yep. And then he gets nervous, right? Because he's already been told that, like, we're going to know if you do this. Like, yeah. whatever you do, we're going to know. So he kind of, like, gets the idea that there's somebody in his closet. And he, like, he takes a he takes an umbrella and he, like, jabs somebody or he jabs into the closet yep. with the umbrella and you hear like a, and then golf clubs fall out. So you don't actually ever know for a fact that there's somebody in there, but there's totally somebody in there. Well, you see there, so there's, there's boots. There's like, yes, there's like rain boots. In the only frightening segment of the entire film, uh, there's a pair of, uh, rain boots in the closet. Mm-hmm. And then you hear the, yeah. And then, you know, he looks again and they're gone. Like that's the only, yeah. Ookie spooky yeah. part. So there was somebody in James Wood's closet yep. watching out on him. Um, so he doesn't smoke the cigarette. And, and uh, he goes and I think he he calls Alan King, I want to say. Maybe he calls him at the office and he's like, I didn't smoke that cigarette. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I completely glossed over <laughs> Drew Barrymore. All right, so... Uh, now that James Woods realizes that this is some serious business, yeah. um, and and he's been his the smarmiest James Woods he can be <laughs> up to this point. Like I have to assume that his shitty interactions with his wife are what it would be like to actually be married and live with James Woods. Yes. Just like just a snotty asshole, pretty much at all times. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so y- you hear about James Woods' daughter throughout the whole beginning of this thing like that yeah. you know alan king is talking about her the whole not but never once have you fucking seen her and nowhere in this house does it look like a child even remotely lives there like these are oh. two childless parents yep. childless people if i've ever fucking seen it so uh to 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 kind of f- f- circumvent that look obviously uh the next day we see james woods pulling up into what I refer to as Xavier's School for the Gifted <laughs> because that's basically what the chide, the, 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 the sign on it says. And you realize that um, Drew Barrymore, James Woods' daughter, stays. It's a stay-in school. It's a live-in school, right? Yeah. Like, she doesn't live with them. No. Uh, so she lives in a Catholic-run home for special needs children is basically how you would say it. Yeah. Because she is very clearly meant to be a special needs child yes. by the way the character is portrayed. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, so James Woods kind of goes to see her and she's very happy to see him and he takes her over to the car and he, 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 there's this whole kind of interaction with him and her and you're supposed to get the vibe that he really cares so much about his daughter and he, he gets her a cabbage patch kid, like, cause I guess that probably was the hot toy in 85. In 85, yeah. Uh, and she's very happy about it and, th- okay, I brought <laughs> this up to you so I have to bring it up now. Um. Like, like, I think we all kind of know at this point that James Woods isn't exactly, like, the nicest person. Like, he has been, he has been linked. Uh, That's the understatement yeah, of yeah. the year. Uh, he has been linked to maybe some, some trying to, to get in with some underage actresses yes. in the past. Uh, Among, amongst other things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, we could probably, I don't want to do a whole episode on In my Woods. notes, yeah. under Quitters, Inc., the first thing I wrote, James Woods, ew. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fair um he's like the prime example of how you can be good in a movie and just i look at you like Ugh. yeah <laughs> he's a gross human being and he's creepy yeah yeah so getting to the creepy yes uh all right so 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 he's having this kind of father-daughter interaction he's giving her the doll and mm-hmm. he's kind of hugging her and he's close to her and there is a point where she takes the doll and she turns... So she would have had, like, the back of her head to him. Yeah. Uh, and he, like, kind of leers at her. Like, maybe it's just because I know now that he's been linked to other things and I'm yeah. reading more into it than it than it is. But it was not necessarily the kind of look that you would say a father gave his that, daughter. Yeah, that a normal father would... Yeah. yeah. It yeah, was I certainly mean, not the kind of look that you would say a normal father gave his daughter that is supposed to be special needs well, in some way. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's certainly a different lens to view him now yes. than there. I mean, I don't know. In 1985, I certainly had no clue that he was an asshole creeper. Um, maybe grown-ups did. I don't know. But, yeah, looking at it now, that's it's not, it's not a normal... No interaction it's fun now going back and watching james woods movies because you realize like wow he's not acting like he really no, like in like in casino where he plays everything. like the absolute sleazeball yeah. i'm like this is like method acting it like it's best like <laughs> the only there's one role that i have ever enjoyed james woods in and that was in vampires and he was still an asshole mm-hmm. he was not likable he was a prick no um he, and i don't know how much he was actually acting but uh, that's really the only the only thing I don't yeah. hate him in. So so James Woods basically said like, Alan King rolls up as he's having this interaction with his daughter, uh, and he kind of sh- uh, James Woods kind of shuffles Drew Barrymore off to the nuns, mm-hmm. and then we get back to Alan King, and uh, and and James Woods is basically like, you better stay the fuck away from my my fucking family. Like, yeah. and I know there was somebody in my house. And Alan King's like, was there? I don't know. Like, you know, we told you that observation was all part of it. Like, basically, like, you signed up for it. Uh, and James Woods is just like, stay the fuck away from me. And they part ways. Um, and, you know, James Woods is doing a pretty decent job not smoking for, yeah. for, for a good little chunk of the story there. And then he gets stuck on a, is it a, is it a, it's a, it's a, drawbridge it's like a raised bridge yeah, right he gets stuck in traffic he gets stuck in traffic and he opens up his glove compartment and he doesn't realize it but in the back of the glove compartment is an old pack of cigarettes and they fall to the floor and he fucking panics like he like right. jumps away from it like somebody just put a shit on like his the, like there was a scorpion in yeah 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 like it was ready to bite him um <laughs> and uh like he kind of looks around like should i should i he's like sees like nobody's around nobody's looking so he shuts his car off because he's sitting in traffic like an asshole. So you shut your car <laughs> off. Um, and he leans down to the floor. So now his car is shut off and he's not even paying attention to what's going on. Right. Yep. So he's like, he's like hunkered down, leaned over the passenger seat, smoking his cigarette. So he's fallen off the wagon. Looking like a total doofus. Looking like a total doofus. And then all of a sudden car horns start now because he, as he looks up, he realizes, oh shit. The bridge has come down. Traffic yeah. is cleared. Way to draw Everybody's moving. To yourself, yeah. Ass. Yep. So he he glances up and he looks and he sees the cars are gone and people are honking at him and then he looks out the passenger side window, and who's there? But Alan King's big meatball assistant, <laughs> uh, who has now spotted him smoking, 
who nods and smiles to him and then drives off. So now Alan King is going to know that James Woods... Oh, you've done it now, yeah. James. So James James snubs his cigarette and he starts his car and he drives off and he gets home and there's food burning on the stove and his wife isn't there yeah. and he he flies to he flies to Alan King's office and busts in the door and where's my wife, you son of a bitch? Uh, which is probably the most I would assume like James Woods has never been that nervous about where no. somebody else was. Not a woman. No. Unless it was like, where's the body? No, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't Aww. say that. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> I derailed myself. Uh, <laughs> he was uh, looking for his wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he gets to Alan King's <laughs> office, and Alan King's like, what are you talking about, man? Your wife is right in there. So they open the window, and sure enough, James Wood's wife is in there on the metal floor. Uh, and James Woods tries to... tries to he, he, knocks the, he knocks the assistant down, and he tries to bust the window, and they scuffle, and... Uh, in the whole mix, oh god damn it! We completely forgot. I f- completely forgot to mention that uh, that the whole time this is going on, uh, General is in a cat carrier outside the room, not in the room, obviously. Oh yeah. General is in the office, but in in a cat carrier. Now in the scuffle, the cat carrier gets knocked over. Yep. And General makes a run for it, and he runs past the Alan King's assistant, who who utters what I can only assume is just. I, I can't imagine it was writ- written that way, but he runs past and he's basically like, oh, fiddlesticks. <laughs> or like fiddle something. It's like the most dumb thing you could possibly <laughs> say. And he gets up to go get the cat. And Alan King, who is struggling with James Woods, trying to keep him from getting a gun, uh, says, not the cat, you hemorrhoid, get the gun. Um, <laughs> which was amazing. I'm going to uh, start calling Michael that. Yeah. Uh, so they, whatever, the scuffle ends and James Woods obviously doesn't come out on the winning side of it. Uh, and they start making his wife dance to question mark and the Mysterians 96 tears. All right, I'm going to give you huge points for, because I'm sure you knew who sang that yeah, I knew song. Who that was. Without, I, yeah. I, I That's yeah. what I'm saying, because um, you know that yeah. shit. So, so she does the dance and he has to watch. And then we go to... Alan King and his assistant watching on a closed monitor, James Woods and his wife kind of, I don't want to say reconciling, but basically saying like, like he's kind of explaining to her what the fuck happened. Cause she got kidnapped. Like I'm sure yeah. she has some questions like, Hey James Woods. Yeah. Why did I get kidnapped? Oh, sorry, honey. I'm a colossal asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. It was, uh, it was all me. You know, I feel like that's every James Woods story. My fault. My yes. bad. Uh, Alan King says uh, she's either gonna she's either gonna hug him so tight that he pops basically, or slug him. Mm-hmm. And they, they like the, the the assistants like I bet he slugs I bet she slugs him. And Alan King's like you're on, and she hugs him and whatever they they make up. Uh, we then get it pans forward what I'm assuming is another couple weeks probably, yeah. uh, and we see James Woods at a party, which yeah. is probably one of the most weirdly surrealistic like. It was like you just, it was like somebody dosed on acid before they shot this and mm-hmm. wrote it. And they were just like, fuck it, let's see what it goes. Because it's just this, <laughs> it's just this cacophony of like, there's just cigarettes everywhere. Like, like uh, James Rebhorn is trying to give yeah. uh, James Wood cigarettes and he's like, no, nah, I quit. And he's like, yeah, right, whatever. And then they show him and he's smoking like, like James Rebhorn has like, 20 cigarettes in his hand he's got his hands over his face and he's like <laughs> inhaling them like he looks like Immortan Joe like he's got it like you know um, and they're like everything like so he's looking around and there's just cigarettes everywhere but then at the same time he's looking around and he's seeing all of these things that would basically be like surveillance mm-hmm. like the eyes in the painting are watching him and a, a waiter comes up with uh, some hors d'oeuvres and it's shaped like a set of eyes and they're kind of watching him yeah. like, um, so it's like a fever dream yeah it's like a fever party. dream so he, he you know, he flips the fuck out and he tells James Rebhorn to blow it out his ass and he leaves. <laughs> um, and then uh, we get Alan King and James Woods in the office again and they're like laughing and happy. Like they're kind of getting, oh, I got to put this, I got to put this in here. There is a, they didn't have, they wanted every breath you take by the police. 
right. for this, but they couldn't afford it yep. for obvious reasons. So they went out and had somebody basically do like a bad cover version. Yeah, it, so there is, is a piss poor cover version of this. Yeah. Uh, that Alan King comes down the fucking stairs in that party wearing a shiny tracksuit and <laughs> mouthing the words to the song. And it's just, it's fucking brilliant. Like, <laughs> if you watch the movie for one thing, it should be that one thing. Like, that's, it's so great. Um, but anyway, we get the two of them, like, kind of laughing and joking. And Alan King is talking about, like, uh, he's giving him diet pills. He's basically saying, I've got your max weight capped at 165, you uh-huh. know, so don't, you know, watch your, watch your weight. And James Woods says, like, ha, 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 are you going to come over and kill me if I hit 175? And Alan King kind of chuckles and he's like, no, of course not kill you. We'll have somebody come over and cut off your wife's pinky. <laughs> and they laugh because ha, 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 how fucking ridiculous. And James Woods is like, oh, they would never do that. And we get a final scene of Quitters, Inc. is a dinner party uh, with the friend that dropped him off uh-huh. in the beginning. Uh, that friend's wife. James Woods and and his wife, who I'm assuming is still shell-shocked from being fucking right. kidnapped. Um, and they're all toasting to Quitter's Inc. And they, mm-hmm. the friend and the wife. And then, and then they pan over to the friend's wife. And she's not quite as happy as the rest of them yep. about Quitter's Inc. And she kind of, yeah, Quitter's Inc. And she taps glasses with them. And you realize as she taps glasses that she is missing part of her pinky. <gasps> dun, dun, dun! Oh the swerve indeed he is gonna cut off the pinky that was the m night shamalam and ding dong if james woods knew for a fact that they would cut off his wife's pinky he would have eaten la venetian cake (laughs) in the fucking lobby (laughs) he would have just been like the most non-caring individual would have just been like a cigarette in one hand and a spoon in the other and eating like a mrs smith's apple pie out of yeah eating a fucking enemies out of the box goodness uh all right so part one of our of our anthology quitters inc has come to an end obviously general has escaped we know that he took off in fiddlesticks uh fiddlesticks fiddlesticks indeed so what did you think of what did you think of quitters inc which is i can't for the life of me remember what book quitters inc is in i don't know i don't either uh i could look it up if it was that important to me it's not it's not uh, but uh, it is a it is a short story that you could find in one of his collection books. Probably, probably Night Shift. I don't know. I, it gets a solid meh from me. Yeah, I have a hard time enjoying it now. Like I'm sure I liked it fine when I was younger, um, but you know, as a smoker, it's kind of cheeky and funny. Yeah. Um, and I know, like the few times I've tried to quit, I was a complete fucking lunatic. Yeah, I thought about I thought about putting you in a metal. Room. You thought about electrifying the floor. Electroshock therapy. Yeah, I well, I mean, I guess I can't blame you no. there. But watching it now, James Woods ruins it. Like I can't have a good time watching it right. because he sucks yeah. so bad, and Alan King's teeth are terrifying, mm. and yeah, it's just eh. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's what fair. If, did you like it? Ah, uh, I'm gonna be honest. Quitters Inc. in the ledge. Uh, I I rarely ever remember them. Okay. Uh, I remember I remember the part of Cat's Eye that I think everybody remembers, which is why which is the cat. I, yeah, which is why I don't think it's ever thought of necessarily as an anthology. Yeah. Because if you ask me what Cat's Eye was about, I'd be like, oh, it's that one with the 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 little the little troll and Drew Barrymore and the cat. Yes. And they were like, and if you were like, well, what about the ledge? I'd be like, what about it? <laughs> and that being said. Now Let's we'll get to the, to the ledge. ledge. Um, all right, so the stories all kind of start with General. And again, this one involves General fucking up traffic. So he's like running across traffic, kind of caught on a median, and there's uh, there's a f- big old fucking, like, what would you, he wasn't mafio, so he was just a rich asshole, wasn't he? Wasn't he just kind of a, um, maybe he was a crime boss kind of guy. He seemed like kind of bossish. He did. Yeah, I don't think that was explained explicitly. Yeah, um, let's, he he could have been a mafia. Let's call or let's call like him that. a crime boss to some yeah. extent because it just makes it a he little bit no more believable and, and it makes it a little easier to sure. to to get all of this. He's in. a gangster. Yes, yeah. Uh, so the, the this gangster and his his friends are coming out of a, a nightclub, 
It's yeah. not a casino, a nightclub. Uh, and they see this cat kind of darting back and forth trying to make its way. And uh, they make a bet with each other on who's going to make it, whether the cat makes it or not. Yep. Uh, cat ends up making it. And after they're like calling it, like, come here, kitty, kitty, trying to get him to like, you know, come to him. Uh, the crime boss dude scoops up the cat, takes him home with him. Nowhere in the history of cats has another cat been yeah. this pliable. Yeah, yeah, just goes right along like, all right, whatever. Uh, this one, The Ledge, which you said is available in, was available Penthouse. in Penthouse, yep. uh, involves a, is he a tennis pro? Yes. he's a ten, Of course he's a tennis pro. Of course. Um, a tennis pro is... What did Stephen King have against tennis players? I don't know, I don't know. The next, we'll get there. All right. Uh, so uh, it's a tennis pro involved with a crime boss's wife. So you know where this is going to go. Uh-huh. Uh, crime, bo- crime boss brings the tennis pro to his apartment, a penthouse, penthouse apartment, um, and basically says, I got a deal for you. You can have, uh, like, basically, like, we know you were stealing, like, or did they frame him? They framed him. They framed him, basically saying, like, uh... We're gonna frame you, otherwise, and, you know, unless you go along with this, it's gonna frame you. But if you if you go out on the ledge of my penthouse, which is about five inches, mm-hmm. and make your way all the way around the building on yep. the outside, when you come around back the up, outside, around the around the outside, around the outside, around the outside <laughs> uh, when you come back up, uh, you can have you can have the money, you can have my wife, and you're free to go. Yeah, you just have to do this, guys. Like you're fucking crazy. Uh, but you know, after some not very, not very friendly talking, he basically convinces him to get out on that damn ledge and start a walking, um, <laughs> and he does. So, so the guy from airplane hops out onto the ledge, and he's starting to shimmy his way across. Uh, and it's he's fine, you know. He gets to like the first corner, and then he comes around, and the wind hits him, and the the effects on this weren't terrible. Like I feel like it was okay. Like for an old movie, like it, I felt like it was believable that he was up on the top of a that part of it sure yeah there um, are some other ones that are le- that are more dubious well, yeah but um so as he comes he you know he, he he comes around a corner and he, he 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 deals with the wind and then we are introduced to uh jen's favorite character of the movie good feather number one <laughs> The pigeon who comes over and is basically like, what are you doing on my ledge, fucker? And then starts pecking away on 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 feet. Uh, so he's like, oh, you son of a bitch, get away from me. And he's like slowly trying to inch his way past this bird or, or make the bird move. So he gets in and he, he finally gets to a spot where he can he can sit in a little bit. And then he like kicks the bird. Like you don't see him actually kick the bird. Like you see that he has gone into a little alcove in the building so you can't see anything, and then you just see feathers and, like, a giant caw sound like the dickhouse sound from Jackass. Not as good Not as, as, as the dickhouse sound, but it was still satisfying yeah. as a person who likes loud noises. Yes, yeah. Um, and the whole time he's out there, like, the, 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 the crime boss is kind of fucking with him. Yeah. He is, uh, he's blowing one of those, uh, like... It's like a Harpo Marx horn, basically. That it sounds like a goose, like it's got the bell yeah, on the bulb on the end of it. Before he blows that, he like he looks out the window and he sees the yeah the progress that Robert it's Robert right I don't know. what hate whatever the fuck his yeah. name is the progress he's making around the building and then he like does this weird face like oh like a light bulb literally went on over yeah. his head and like swings open the closet doors like yes. I have just the answer inside here. Like he had bought that horn like 10 years ago for unknown but, reasons and now finally and who <laughs> keeps that in their club Before he finds the horn, he's got to throw a bunch of random shit out on the floor. One of which I think is a tambourine. I think so. I don't know where else you would keep a tambourine but when I look at that guy who's in his pajamas and like velvet slippers yeah. and a smoking jacket that does not at all match anything else no. that he has on... I don't envision him owning a a horn or be a tambourine. People surprise you. I mean, I guess so, but you know, when I think about, am I gonna? How am I gonna fuck with this guy outside on a ledge? You know, many stories above. I don't think bike horn. Yeah, I I don't know. But it worked, so the guy it, got freaked out and he almost fell, and uh, you know, tension. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, there's not a lot going on in this one. Like, you know what you're getting from point A to point B, basically. Yeah. Like, it's going to start in one spot, and it's either going to finish with him falling, or we're going to come back around. Yes. Um, in, in this case, like, after the guy fucks with him with, like, a fire hose, like, he blasts him with a fire hose and says, if you don't get out of this spot, like, I'm going to turn this thing I'm up full bore, it, and yeah. I'll blow you right off the building. Um, he gets, he comes around to the side of the building that has the giant neon sign at the top. And as he's coming across the sign, uh, under the watchful eye of general, who has now come out onto the fucking ledge, like yeah, not the ledge, at him like, what the he's fuck like, what are you doing, are you man? Doing? Um, like the, the sign kind of gives way and he like shimmies across the sign. And then he's climbing up on an electrical wire that a hundred percent never would have held him. No, but whatever, 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 whatever. I get, yes, we're suspending, we're, we're suspending disbelief. massive amounts of disbelief here. Um, he comes, he makes it. He comes back around and he makes it. And, and of course, you realize that crime bosses aren't no, necessarily known for keeping their words. So. No, they don't play fair. No. Uh, so you realize that uh, he's going he's gonna to kill him, basically. He's going to kill the guy. Uh, the wife is dead. The crime boss has killed the wife and cut her head off. Yep. So he throws the bag of money to the tennis pro and out pops money and her head. Yeah, he uh, kicks it at yeah. him. Then they scuffle... After the after General does what cats do and gets in front of some dude's legs as he's coming down the fucking stairs uh, and causes the guy to fall and drop his gun, which then lets the tennis pro get the gun, he shoots the guy and then turns the gun to the crime boss and basically says, now you go out on the ledge. Yep. Uh, and he goes on the ledge and he's trying to barter his way out and please don't do this. And he comes back around by the by where the wind was really bad. And good feather number one is back. <laughs> and he gives him that look like, hey, you look kind of like the guy that kicked me earlier. I'm going to fuck up your day. And he does. And the guy falls. And uh, now, previously, we mentioned that there was a horn. Uh, now, the horn got dropped off the side of the building earlier on in the story. And it hit the ground and crumpled. Uh, and it made like a kind of horn sound. Uh, now, so the, so the crime boss falls off of the ledge. And uh, General is in a car, underneath a car on the road watching where this horn is, basically like sniffing what the horn is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the crime boss falls and I assume lands on the horn because he also <laughs> makes a crumpled, flattening horn sound. <laughs> like a... Like when they were like scuff- somebody hit a goose. Yeah, like when, <laughs> like when they were scuffling it, like I told you, it should have had like the Benny Hill music going <laughs> because it was just such this like... This over the it's very Stephen King. Like I'll go ahead and say this now, since we're coming into like the tail end of our episode here with the with the with the stories in the movie. This is very much a the, the humor is very Stephen King. Yeah. It's very campy. It's very like wink wink yeah. kind of like very self aware kind of cornball comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm assuming. That uh, that general must hop up under a truck or or inside something because I don't quite remember how he goes from where he is to where they end up because they go from like I mean they don't really even tell you where it was filmed in the beginning but I always assumed it was like Chicago or New York some big city yeah and then the next they end one up in is... Wilmington North Kakalaki he was on a train oh okay. There's like a brief shot of him getting oh, okay. off of. He turned into like boxcar. Right, woman or something. right, boxcar kitty. Yeah, <laughs> he's singing. She'll be coming round the yeah, mountain with Pee Wee exactly. Herman. Wabash cannonball <laughs> in general. Um, so so yeah, uh, General goes from the big city to the suburbs of Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, where we are introduced to the family for. Uh, for the final part of our story. Right. But before we get to that. Yes. So impressions of, of the, your thoughts Oh, yeah. On the impressions ledge. of the ledge. Uh, okay. I enjoy the ledge more than Quitter's Inc. Um, Fair. But I feel like both of those stories are just kind of. They're both throwaways. They're throwaways. They're there to pad out because yeah. the real meat of the story is Cat's Eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't hate. I don't hate the ledge. I think it's funny. 
Um, yeah. But I, if you've seen it once or twice, like, it's not something that necessarily it draws me yeah, in again. Yeah, it doesn't need a rewatch. Yeah. I mean, my, my big takeaway question was, did they use stunt ankles for the pigeon parts? I don't, I, I don't think they used stunt ankles. You don't I'm know. guessing that what they did was they put a piece of cardboard or a piece of wood in the sock, and the bird is trained to peck at a... Yeah, or there's, like, suet or something yeah, on it, yeah. but... Um, yeah, that was my big question. Stunt ankles. Stunt ankles. Stankles. And also, it proves Stunkles. the point. Now, you know me well, and fairly. most people that know... What? Fairly. What? Yeah, fairly well. Um, I love birds. Yep. And um, pigeons are a menace. They are. Just Rats with wings. Rats with wings. And mm. this really showcases yeah. what, yeah, what yeah, other yeah. bastards yep. they are. It let them be the centerpiece of, of douchebaggery. Yeah, yeah. The pigeons, almost as bad as uh, as the, the, the gangster, as yeah. the crime boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. I would agree. They murdered a person. They did. They don't care. Pigeons if it don't wasn't give a for fuck. that fucking pigeon. You never... <laughs> I never would have spent that year in college. I never would have spent that year uh, in college. Yeah. No. Uh, all right, so... Oh, fun fact what? about Robert Hayes. What, what, what? He was married to Sherry Curry from The Runaways. Oh, no kidding. At one point. Huh. Which is a weird pairing. That is a weird pairing. Yeah. Huh. I think it's his, like, fancy boy hairdo. Probably. I think that makes it unbelievable for me. It, it is foppish. It's very 1985, yes. I guess. Well, that would make sense, because... It, yes, I know. It was 1985. <laughs> you know, I don't picture, like, the Runaways no, and then the dude from the dude Airplane. The dude from Airplane, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, uh, like I said, we in North Kakalaki. Yep, And uh, we're being introduced to our next family, which is the daughter of Drew Barrymore, the mom, whose name is... Let's see if I can find this easily enough. You sound like the maitre d' from The Simpsons. I know. You. Uh, Sally Ann is the name of the mother. She looks like a Sally. She does look like a Sally Ann. The father's name is... Oh, Hugh. Yeah, James Naughton is the father. They could have so, just called him businessman. Yeah, business, business dad. Yeah. Um, and Drew Barrymore, our girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, yeah, right away, you're kind of introduced to this, like... It's not suburban, but it's uh, kind of like an idyllic sort of, like, all-American... Yeah. Sort of, sort of life. Uh, Drew Barrymore has a has a bird, and the mom is the mom, and the dad is kind <sighs> of there and not necessarily like fleshed out all that much. Uh, these parents were. I'm going to go ahead and say it before I forget. <laughs> these parents are going to go into what I assume will be an ever growing list of horrendous Stephen King parents in movies because they are fucking awful. I want to know. Who hurt Stephen King? Like, I want to know what... I would think his mom, it seems like. I don't... It could be both of them, because the parents in his stuff, they all pretty much suck. Yeah. You know, the uncles, aunts, grandparents, uh, it's the parents are just garbage in in everything. And these two... Yeah. So... Business dad and bitchy mom. Yeah. So... So Drew Barrymore is like immediately introduced to General, who like sees her and just charges up to her, like, just I found you basically. Yeah. Um, the mother wants nothing to do with this cat. I don't know why. I have to assume one time she was held up at gunpoint and it was by a herd of cats <laughs> because she hates this cat. Yep. So much. She says shit like. She doesn't trust the cat. Like, does it owe you money? Why don't you trust this cat? Like, it's a cat. I knew a cat once, and it stole right? all the cash out of my wallet. Yeah, and, uh, like, the father kind of, like, after Drew Barrymore's basically like, can we keep him? The mother's like, absolutely not. Uh, Drew Barrymore's like, he's totally nonviolent. He would never hurt the bird. Now, meanwhile, they're kind of shooting this with scenes of the cat outside hunting a fucking bird. Uh, so he's completely not nonviolent, and Drew Barrymore doesn't know what she's talking about. Um... <laughs> So, the mother is like, absolutely fucking not. We're not keeping this cat. Uh, I don't cat trust it. Shame. Yeah, whole cat killed my <laughs> cat killed my whole family one time. Um, Applebee's has rats. You know? um, and the father is basically like the reason your mother doesn't like cats. This is all at the breakfast table. Is because her mother, who they refer to as Nana, has told this story about 
how you must keep the cats away from the children and put them out at night because they will climb up on the child's chest and steal their breath. The biggest bunch of horse yeah, shit. The biggest bunch of told. hooey you could ever possibly want. Uh, but that is what she is going with. So, 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 you know, generally, I keep kind of calling him church. I all, keep yeah, almost no, referring him church. as church. Um, so General is, you know, remanded to outside. And that evening, while Drew Barrymore's asleep, we are introduced to uh, the tiny little troll jester motherfucker. Like, he's got, like, <laughs> a jester hat and a weird little troll face and a tiny little sword. <laughs> Makes weird noises. Like... Like, it sounds like an 80s... I'm almost positive that it's, like, the same guy that did, like, voices for cartoons in the in the 80s. For, like, like, it has to be. Yeah, because it's like... Honestly, the only reason why I enjoy doing this movie is so I can listen to you To make me make stupid noise. sounds. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so the, the, the troll climbs up on her, bre- on her chest and he starts to suck her breath out a little bit. So it's not the cat. <gasps> it's the fucking... It's the fucking troll or whatever you want to call this thing. The little goblin. Whatever. Whatever um, is. General gets in. He sees what's going on. General gets in. Uh, they fight a little bit. And Polly, the bird, ends up a casualty of war. Uh, <laughs> Drew Barrymore freaks the fuck out, of course, hearing all Polly of the stuff. Polly's collateral Polly's damage. Polly's collateral damage. <laughs> nah, Polly Poor wants Polly. a cracker. Uh, Not anymore. <laughs> um the parents bust in. What the fuck's going on? The mother is like a rabid animal. Like, just, what is that cat doing? Like, like Drew Barrymore is clearly upset. She is holding, uh, like, <coughs> she's like, you know, holding the cat, like, freaking the fuck out because she's seen this creature or whatever yep. and her parents don't believe her and her bird is dead. And uh, the mother is basically like, who let that cat in here? Get that cat. Like she is just fucking growing in size like the Hulk as she gets angrier and angrier and wants nothing to do with this cat being in the house. Absolutely nothing. Well, and then starts yelling about how she yes, was right. I was right the whole time. So the next morning, the fa- you see the father with Polly wrapped up in newspaper, like the most unceremonious fucking burial I've ever seen of a child's pet in film. Uh, and he just drops that fucking thing. In the garbage can, just bloop. I guess better that than right. And then the cat the like kind of rubs up on him. General's outside. He rubs up on him a little bit, and and dad's like, "Yo, you know, I'm kind of surprised you're still around here. You know, you're a little dangerous." He goes to work. The mother, the mother does what everyone does in like '80s movies when they're trying to do something with a cat. You either give it a warm bowl of milk, or you give it a can of tuna fish because that is all that cats will eat, according to Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, so she, who is aggressive to the cat and doesn't like the cat and has been yelling and hollering, clearly the cat is going to know she doesn't like it, comes downstairs to the outside of the house with a fucking cardboard box. And I mean like a sizable cardboard box, too. Uh-huh. Like uh, Nothing suspicious no. here. And a bowl that has the tuna. So she comes out and like the cat doesn't move. The cat's like, hey, what's up? Uh, and then <laughs> and she sets the box down and she's like, no, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. And she sets this bowl of tuna down. And she catches General with, like, the tuna and cardboard box trap. I don't know how. I have to assume that, like, just General is just far too trusting of an individual. I but guess. she catches him, and she takes him to the, uh, she takes him to the papal animal shelter <laughs> with the big chimney on the top. Uh, and when the black smoke comes through, that's when you know they didn't elect a new animal pope. Um <laughs> It's basically like a you know, give us your pets so we can kill them place. Yeah. Like, and, and Help it's, us keep the home no, fires burning. Yeah. Like, oof. Uh, and like the animals that they show in there she are like really, Pita. right? <laughs> like the animals that she sh- they show are like really, like there's like little kittens in there. And I'm like, this is just like, it's like pure pull on heartstring stuff. Like yeah. you're supposed to be like those sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so General is going to get General's going to get off like he's going to get off. That's what the mother wants and uh, she's horrid and that's what she's done. Uh so uh we go a little bit farther forward and uh it's that evening and uh the the little troll thing is coming back out again yep. to fuck with Drew Barrymore. Uh we get some comedic moments with the troll where he's like trying to climb because he's got such little arms and legs and he's scaling this bed. And, uh, yes, she, a situation she, she, that I clearly can relate to, <laughs> according to you. Uh, she she, she kind of, like, he tickles her foot accidentally with, like, something on his hat, and she kicks him, and he, like, yeah, 
he falls off the fucking bed and through a through a through a drum and then he comes up like a harumph like it and then you know the guy comes to uh, the guy comes to give general his last meal and general like you know kind of like jukes him and shoots off and gets More out yeah like out into the rain and off to save our girl uh he makes it to the outside of the house. He gets up in the window and he sees what's going on. And General comes in through the fucking... Uh, he comes in through the chimney. He drops down through <laughs> the chimney. Uh, there's like a big... Like, who ha- like the little girl has a chimney in her room that's clearly been used because, like, there's burned logs in there and, like, ashes and soot. So not only were you burning in her room, but you didn't clean it up afterwards. You know, so no wonder she I, can't breathe. Like, I always trust small children around open Yeah, with flame. open flames. Like, yeah. in a house that's clearly not only heated by wood. Like, Yeah. 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 Why not start a fire in the fireplace yeah. in your Give young child's room? Fun times. Uh, so General drops down through the chimney, and like there's like a, cl- yeah, like, there's like a clatter of ah, soot. And, claws with a W. Oh, that's well done. Thank well you. Done. Uh, so... So there's like a clatter of soot, and the the the, the troll sees him. And it's like, oh, that's all pissed <laughs> off, and and they fight, uh, and the fight ends up kind of going to like he's floating on a balloon, and the cat's like smacking at him and spinning him all over the place, and cat's got the upper hand in this one pretty much. Like the troll is basically just trying to get away. Yeah. Um, he ends up landing on what is a hundred percent a fake record player, um, which is. <laughs> a record copy of Every Breath You Take. Now, was it the original in this case? I have no idea. because it, it probably wasn't. But when played at, like, 70-whatever, because RPM. she's yelling, she's yelling to General to, to, to kick this troll's ass and, like, turn the record player on faster, make it go faster, yeah. uh, the song obviously speeds up with it. So it's like Alvin and the Chipmunks playing the police. Um, it's the only way that I could listen to When the Children Cry by Wayne Lyman was <laughs> on the wrong speed. only way anyone should listen to that song. I, That's how I uh, So the troll goes flying off the record player through the box fan in her room uh, and is cut to ribbons by the... <laughs> cut to ribbons by this fucking fan. Uh, the mother and father bust in the room. The mother does what the mother does. What is that cat doing in here? She's freaked the fuck out and Drew Barrymore's got the cat and she's trying to get away and the, the mother's screaming at her like really yelling at her like what the hell is going on what's going on the father yells shut up he turns the record player off and then they finally finally let her explain what the hell has been going on yep and they see that the the troll is busted up in the fan uh they see the little sword she moves the book so you see the hole where it came through the wall this mm-hmm. time uh and then they're basically like, look, you can't ever tell anyone that this happened. Like, the parents are straight up like, you can't tell your friends about this. You can't tell anyone that this happened. And Drew Barrymore's like, well, I'll do it on one condition, and that's if you let me keep General, and he can stay inside. And the mother's like, a, you know, hands on the side like, that's blackmail. And Drew Barrymore kind of smirks and, and <laughs> roll credits. Like, that's the, right. and that's, the end of our, that's the end of our journey in cat's eye and what a journey it was it was so what do you think what did you think about the final like let's let's be honest what did you think about the part of cat's eye that everybody that knows cat's eye probably associates um i mean it's even the fucking poster for god's sake like yeah (sighs) the mother really pisses me off like i don't know i i know I know in stories like that where it's it's kid centric, like yes, you're supposed to the parents are supposed to be kind of jerks, but like this this was this was above and beyond. Yes, like she couldn't have been more of a Sally. The whole like you know, <coughs> mid length skirts and yes. stupid feathered hair. She was just the portrait, eighties mom, like just bitchy eighties mm-hmm. mom, and. You know, I'm not a professional as a parent, but I like to think that I know a few things, one of which is to not scream at my child that I was right when my child is obviously in emotional distress. Yeah, you know, after the bird is dead on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> you just watched your pet get murdered. Um, you know, that would be like when when Michael's hamster murdered the other one that, you know, yeah. I decided that moment Somehow was, it was his when fault. I should lecture him. Yeah. And, um, no, they, they really, 
they take me out of it a little bit. Like, the, the little troll guy is funny, but yeah. he's funny to me because you make the noise right. that he makes. <laughs> that's that's where I get my enjoyment out of watching that movie is watching it with you. Okay. Because we, you know, kind of... Because I don't take anything seriously. It Well, yes. Yeah. We kind of riff tracks it, yeah. so... All right. Yeah, I mean, but it was... I'm going to be honest that out, aside from the cat's eye portion of it, mm-hmm. the rest of the movie is... Eh. It's really forgettable. It's okay. Yeah. Like I said, I like Alan King. I thought so Alan King was really funny. It's She-Wolf? Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the low-calorie low strawberry beer of, <laughs> of the Stephen King franchise thus far. Because we have a whole bunch more shit coming, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, some shittier than others. Some. But, uh, yeah, so I, I'm kind of in agreement with you on that. Like, the father was fine, but the father was kind of like the non-entity. Like, he was yeah. there, but he didn't he really, was, he wasn't really he was fleshed 80's out. He was 80s dad, yeah. which, you he know. Was, he was all he was, about the job, but not necessarily, yes. like, he not wasn't Not so much his much. family. Um, the mother is, she's horrendous. Like, yes. she's just not a good person in any way, shape, or form. Like, I don't even know if she should be allowed to have kids. Mm. Um, no, she should not. But I, all in all, I do enjoy that portion yeah. of the movie. I admired the mom's dedication to the parakeet. Like, yeah. Right on. Go Polly. Yeah, go Polly. Um, and um, I, like I said, I love birds, but uh, I feel like, I feel like she might have gone too, too far. Too far. Yeah. Like, my enjoyment from the movie comes from, like, um, like I told you when, when I was a kid, my parents saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember asking my mom, like, oh, can I watch it? Because I really wanted to watch it, mm-hmm. too. And uh, she was like, oh, no, you know, when the... Otherwise, I think, like, she said, when the house creaks, it'll scare you. And in retrospect, I think she meant when our house creaked, it would upset me yeah. after seeing that movie. Uh, which makes no damn sense, because there's no house creaking in that movie. And we didn't have a cat. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think she was just like, no, you're too... Didn't want to be like, no, you're too young. Yeah. Uh, so I, like, actively sought the movie out when I got a little bit older. So, like, once it hit cable, yeah. I was like, yes! Like, I could watch it all <laughs> I, I want. I'm going to watch Pretty this much. Um, and defy my parents. And I've always kind of loved it, but I never, ever, ever remember that there are those two stories mm-hmm. in the very beginning of the of the movie. I completely forget them. Um, which is, you know, too bad in a sense, like, you know. Yeah, but like I, I said, mean, the ledge is okay. It's funny for what it is. It's fun. It's not long, particularly. It's maybe fifteen or twenty minutes. I don't even know if it's that long. Like, yeah. The 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 Squitters Inc. feels longer than it needs to be mm-hmm. to me. Like that's the one that I'm just kind of like, this is slow and boring, and I don't I don't care so much. Like I enjoyed the story. I remember the story of Quitters Inc. and I really enjoyed the story. Yeah, like I get the the whole attempt at building paranoia and tension with you know is he being watched at all yeah. times and all of that stuff, but it just. I think because it's James Woods, I I don't. It takes care. you out. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, let let yeah. him be paranoid. He's a dick. He's a jerk. He should be paranoid. And it's funny, like going back through my notes, I answered my own question that I had when you were watching it today about the my big question, other than stunt ankles, was why is there who keeps an issue of penthouse on their coffee table? Because uh, that's crass. Yeah. And, and like I told now, you, guys now, that are willing to cut their wives' heads off. Well, I don't know a lot of those. At least I don't think so. It's not something you talk about at parties, but not. not that we go to parties. Um, but yeah, that you know, knowing that that's where the story appeared, that right. makes far more sense yeah. now. But yeah, I mean, the movie on a whole, it's, it's fine. It yes, it's fine. It's not a favorite. Yeah, it's not anything that I ever seek out. Yeah, but if it's on, it's on. I mean, if it's on and the remote's in reach, yeah. I'm gonna change it. <laughs> If it's on and the dog's laying on me, well, then... Then that's a different story. I've resigned myself. Yeah. yeah. So. So, yeah. So, okay. So, uh, well, I guess, uh, yeah, that's episode two. Yeah. In the bag. All right. Look at that. Uh, let's not wait, like, Yeah, well, let's try not to wait months, before months and months before the next one. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it more than Jen enjoyed Cat's Eye. Um... <laughs> I don't really know. I do enjoy things. I know. I know. I, I know. Right, we'll get there. You do. This hasn't been the last yeah. three things we discussed. You're doing great. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, obviously, you know, follow us on the social medias. We got the Twitter page. What is it? All Kings Pod. 
Yeah, the tweeter. Yeah, the tweeter, All Pod. Uh, that's all we got at the moment. Come over the Facebook page. We have a Facebook page, right? Yes, yeah, we, come have over a, the Facebook we have page. a group, Yes, and we have a Facebook page. Yeah, come over. To, I would suggest coming to the group instead of the page. Either. I will be more likely to post there about stuff. Yeah, I mean, whatever blows your skirt up, yeah. go crazy. But, you know, what did you think of Cat's Eye? Yeah, are let us know. Wrong? Are you a big James Woods fan? If you are, don't tell us, please. Yeah, he's rubbish as a human being. <laughs> But, um, you know, did you think that segments of the movie were scary or full of tension and were just old and jaded? Like, you know, let us know what you think. Yeah. So, uh, that being said, uh, I won't, we know what the next episode is, but I'm not going to reveal it yet. No. A little bit of tension, I guess, right? Uh, Let's build better tension than 